Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oh boy. There are going to be people that are triggered this morning. <clears throat> and how many words do people actually know to this? Yeah, right there. That one. The ball That's is it. tipped. The ball one shutting moment. Tipped. Uh, good morning, are. everybody. Let the madness begin. We have brackets. Smell that bracket. There's nothing like the smell of a freshly printed <laughs> March Madness bracket as uh, office printers will be on overload today. Uh, people still print it out. I, full disclosure here, boys. Uh, and I know this is very old school, but this was a family tradition that I have continued is I still print out a blank bracket, and then when the selection show begins on CBS, I sit there and I fill it in. Okay. Do you also score at home when you're watching a baseball game? I have done that in the past. I haven't okay. done that for a long yeah. time, but I do go to baseball games, and I will keep score. Keep score. But yeah, okay. I, I, it started, I like that. It started as a tradition when I was a little kid, and my dad would cut the, you know, the empty bracket out of a newspaper, and we would sit there, and we would fill in the bracket as they were revealed on TV. No, and I appreciate that because you could also still, like on ESPN.com, I noticed yesterday, on the different like links you're trying to click on, you can click on, and there was an empty bracket. So they actually do, at least I think it was ESPN.com, provides that for you, too. So I like that they actually allow, if you want to go old school and do it that way, if you're following at home, I like that. And for the longest time, I used to... Uh, when I was growing up, you know, the, our newspaper was the Des Moines Register, and they would print the bracket, and so we'd cut the bracket out of the newspaper, and we'd put it on the refrigerator, mm-hmm. and you know, fill it in as time went on. Now things have changed; we all do it on our phone. Did you say, hey, if anybody's going into town, will you uh, photocopy this? We need, uh, a, fo- we need a couple you, photocopies. I don't know if you know this or not, uh, Nick, but we lived in a nice uh, white flight suburb. <laughs> So we had like a Kinko's before it was oh, known as a Kinko's. I thought you were going to say you guys had like a copier in your house. Oh, like, damn. No, 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 Sharps no, no. were we living were, the high we, life. We were a affluent suburb, unfortunately, where I grew up was not in the nice part of Urbandale. Oh, okay. We were on the rough streets of Urbandale. South Central Urbandale. Yeah. Would, would you say the Kinko's, st- was that a new addition to, to Urbandale or uh, had it a, been long established? That was a popular place. I went there and stole a lot of stuff as a kid. <laughs> like office supplies, like a stapler, things like that. Paper uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Let the madness begin. We have a bracket. We have roads to the Final Four. Uh, Creighton is a sixer. Did you say a, did you say a sixer in there? Uh, the Creighton there men. RA6, they will play North Carolina State in Denver. Well, you look at the Denver pod, that is... I'd want to have tickets. Uh, that's a great place to have tickets. Now, I'm going to Des Moines uh, for the weekend games. You'll and also so get some great stuff. Hopefully, get you know, you get KU and Texas in the building. Mm-hmm. But that Denver pod is really, really good if you are headed out there. And Creighton will play North Carolina State at about 3 o'clock on Friday. As uh, I saw, it's down to about a 4.5 point it opened at five and a half. It got uh, knocked down to four and a half against North Carolina State, who limped to the finish line, losing three of their last yeah. four. And and to some might even be a surprise that they're in the tournament, as they were a bubble team for a while. They get in as a eleven. Creighton Min is a six. I would say, considering preseason expectations, disappointing. Yeah, disappointing right. that Creighton that, that the Creighton Min were announced as a six. Now 
there is plenty of time to fix that because their road, I don't know, we'll go through it. I, they're, they're, the, they're one of the most fascinating teams in the tournament to me is Creighton. I could make a case that Creighton is a dark horse to get to the Final Four. I could also make a case that they're that, one and done. That they'll be one and done against North Carolina yeah. State. They, again, they are on the list, a short list of the most fascinating teams in the tournament is Creighton. So the Creighton men get a six, the women get a six, and you go, good on you, committee. They realized what kind of a schedule Flan played. They were successful on the road. The way they finished the season, they are a legit six seed. So the committee did well with the Creighton women. Now, on the Nebraska side, there is no uh, love and joy for Nebraska basketball anymore <laughs> because they did not get invited to the NIT. I'm not surprised. No. Uh, I checked, but I knew the answer. Nebraska basketball, unfortunately, to play their worst game of the year, happened Wednesday night in Chicago against Minnesota, and that's the loss that keeps them out of the NIT. Now the women are going to the WNIT, but the Nebraska men's basketball season is uh, over at 16 and 16. Yeah. Yeah, and even you know with some teams like North Carolina uh deciding to forego their NIT invite, you're thinking gosh, if even if you were like say you won that game and it was still kind of keeping you in limbo a little bit, you know, you think maybe some of the breaks going your way that you could possibly get in. Although Rutgers, who a lot of people, I know Joe Lenardi had them in as of yesterday mm-hmm. morning, they do not make it into the NCAA tournament, so they fall back. So Yeah, I, I think I think it would have been close. Seventy eight and we got Tim Kruger coming up at seven forty and we'll see how right and how wrong he was. Uh, he was a lot more right. But seventy eight of the eighty three bracketologists on Bracket Matrix had Rutgers yeah. in the tournament. You know, they, they suffered a key injury. They went three and seven down the stretch. I thought they might sneak in, but every year we have the teams that, oh, how'd they make it? And then the teams that are snubs, you know, Oklahoma State for the second straight year. I, I was really surprised on Rutgers. And then on the other side, like Nevada. Mm-hmm. Not, not a lot of people had Nevada being in, but they get in and they play in the, the play in game. I, don't know, I think the committee did an okay job. I think where the committee this year, to me, struggled is the geographical representation. And and then the explanation of why Houston is in the Midwest compared to KU, even though KU has 17 quad one wins. And they also made a case yesterday. Jimmy, you're a resident KU guy. Did Did I get the sense that the chair of the committee was talking about the impact of Bill Self not coaching? It what sure is that? sounded that way. I Come mean, on. It's like, right. And see, I'm also on the belief that you should not, like a, a, a freak late season injury, should not take away from what you've accomplished. Right. Right. Like I know they factor in, okay, you didn't have, let, let's, this didn't affect Creighton, but let's say you didn't have Kalkbrenner for right. that stretch. But any late season injury should not, should not take away from your team. I mean, you've accomplished a lot. So that's always bugs me when they have these discussions. But yesterday, First of all, I, I I got I got to have some speaks with the CBS show because that was a. Uh, but to say that Bill Self being in the hospital and the unknown if he was going to coach impacted, I mean, put some respect it's on Norm Roberts' name. Pretty right. ridiculous too. I mean, it's like when Kenyon Martin got hurt for Cincinnati and they kind of got penalized. And yes, it hurt their team, but that doesn't it shouldn't hurt their team because that's not their fault. This is even worse because Bill Self has been released from the hospital. They think he's going to coach. Now, I'm skeptical that he will that he will coach this weekend. However, that shouldn't matter. That has nothing to do with it. It's still the same team. It's kind of an overreaction 
to how they played Saturday, which I thought these things don't matter. And I sound like someone complaining about the bracket. I, I really could care less, but I don't like the optics of it. Well, And the people in Kansas City are not happy. Obviously oh, yeah, the fans, oh, yeah. but I'm talking about the local organizing people. Yeah. Oh, they were just loving the idea of, Easy money. All those people. It's basically it'd basically be like Big Twelve tournament part two. Oh yeah, well, they next played weekend. Oregon the Elite Eight the last time yeah. they had the Kansas City had the regional. I mean maybe maybe it'll benefit them. They're in a loaded region, but yeah. that's what the first time in six years that Kansas City has hosted that KU is not there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they made a case that Houston should be the number one seed in that region instead of KU. So KU goes to the West, which. Which hey, and that's, that's a Vegas. Tough. Well, that might be it, Vegas, that's loaded, but that's though. also a juggernaut of a group, especially at the top. And Houston doesn't have an easy road. Um, there are a lot of Texas schools that are in that uh, region, but that was uh, I, I didn't I, I didn't like that. That's where I think the committee just the regional distribution was off. Well, and why do we have quadrant one and two? I mean, if you are without, I mean, it's not even close to the amount of quadrant one wins that Kansas has had. It's 17. 17. That's got to stand for something, regardless of Bill Self's health. Because if you've labeled KU as a one seed, but the difference between them getting the overall number two and the Midwest region compared to the West is Bill Self and his questionable health. What the hell is what the hell is that? that Yeah, what the hell is that? Uh, I mean, come on. So now we're going to have people covering up coaches. Uh, Well, he has a cold. We're just out of like abundance of caution. Yeah, I I don't understand that. And then the other thing I know a lot of people are griping about, and this is where uh, guys, it's the first time we've all done this together. I don't get worked up about this like say Dick Vitale does when it comes to bubble teams. If you're on the bubble, I just I don't lose sleep over people on the bubble that didn't make it in compared to ones who did. The, the, the only thing that I do think is going to be very interesting, and Creighton you know, has this front and center, and that is NC State, that I guess if you're NC State, you're happy you're not, you didn't see Clemson there, right there because that's the only team that NC State apparently can't beat. But that when you, when you basically say, I, this is where I think the committee has a tough task, when you're trying to explain why NC State made it in over Clemson, a team that Clemson not only beat three times, but smoked them three times, where you're essentially saying, we think NC State is better than Clemson. Now, there's a lot of people in Clemson who be like, you see, uh, when we've played them. that's Explaining that, that's where I, I always think it's so difficult to, to do it. And I know you could look at like Clemson, they were talking about their non-conference. They're like, well, they didn't. I was listening to Pete Thamel talk about this. And they were talking about Clemson, you know, their non-conference schedule, they scheduled basically so they could backdoor their way into the NCAA tournament. Well, they had Loyola Chicago on that schedule. Loyola Chicago was, they weren't bad, you know, not that long ago. Cal is a power five team. They were awful this year, but I think they had bad luck when it came to some of their non-conference stuff. So again, it's kind of an impossible thing. But at the end of the day, if you were on the bubble, did anybody really get screwed? Because you always did have a path to make it in. Well, if you don't like it, here's one solution. Win. Right. Well, I, mean, I just don't. Or, I don't. I don't. Or don't play in the ACC this past year. Exactly. ACC got no love, and the ACC went through the gamut. I mean, from North Carolina, which I didn't have a problem with them opting out of the NIT. If you don't want to be yeah. there, why just go through the motions? Mm-hmm. But the the committee committee no love for the ACC. I mean, look at Pittsburgh win total compared to Iowa State. Uh, just some other of the metrics. Yeah. Now, North Carolina State that went against Duke and that went against Miami in a close loss against KU probably rode them a little bit further than you could have imagined. North Carolina State is a really interesting team. Again, they lost three of their last four. At one point during the season, though, 
they look like they might win the ACC. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of you know, skittered at the end. It's, it's very interesting that you have Creighton, who has not beaten a tourney team since February 11th when they beat UConn. And and they laid a major egg Friday night. We'll get into that. I yeah. There's just something about Friday night. I know Xavier was on full tilt, but man, just some of the little little things that I I was not comfortable with watching that Creighton game on Friday night. So you have Creighton, which I don't want to say limps, but you know you got a lot of questions. Then you have North Carolina State, you got a lot of questions, and then potentially in the next round you have Baylor, who they all of a sudden stop playing defense at the yeah. tail end of the year. Yeah. So so that's why I keep saying. Like, Creighton's path is fascinating. They could either be one and done, or I could make a case that they would be a dark horse to get to the Final Four. The problem with Creighton is you don't know who's going to show up. What edition of Creighton is going to show up? You know that you got your five. Okay, right. they're, they're not. You might play two other guys the rest of the way, and you have to manage lengthy timeouts, uh, your day off if you win. But I could make a case that they could make a long run here if that starting five is able to play 30-plus minutes. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff in there about, about Creighton and how they get to the next round and then how they get to mm-hmm. the Sweet 16. Again, most fascinating team. Now four-and-a-half-point favorite against North Carolina State. That game is coming up at uh, three. Again, Tim Kruger will uh, join us at 740. we got our hoop heads. We'll get Jacob's thoughts because now Nebraska basketball moves on to the offseason, which they'll be on the Tominaga watch to see what he does. I don't know if that'll come quickly or not. Yeah, that's... I imagine that'll that'll stretch for a while through the spring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't stop Nebraska from being in the portal, which they will be very very active. So Jacob will join us coming up at nine, and then uh, Joel Lorenzi, who'll get to go to Denver, uh, will join us about nine forty or so. Saw him on the TV where his seat was at one point. I was like, hey, there he is, like third or fourth row. Not bad. Denver's not a bad a good. Seat. Denver's you know I, I get it. Des Moines a lot. Quicker, quicker drive and all. But Denver's it's fun, a fun trip, fun place to visit. Easy flight too. Uh, Hear the weather's going to be bad this weekend. Yeah. Whatever happened to uh, spring? Like spring? Uh, we gotta wait. I mean, we gotta wait. You know, spring is what less than a week away. Once College World Series starts, so maybe about a week before. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. we won't. Well, we won't have spring. We'll go from like this winter to summer. Yeah, so you know, but there'll be a lot of Creighton fans out there. That's oh yeah, that is that's a, a fun time. Really, really good. Uh, regional. I mean, the the first and second round out there is full of all kinds of storylines. And Denver Denver got pretty fortunate with the teams that are being uh, sent out there. Again, I think the West is the toughest. I would go West, South, Midwest, East. Yeah, I in like UCLA in the West. Difficulty. I know they've had some injuries, but when they're on, they're on. We will uh, spend the next couple of days breaking this all down. The upsets, the favorites, the Cinderellas, uh, the head scratchers, uh, the fallout. And the great storylines. Anybody that says the NCAA committee doesn't like storylines, you haven't been paying attention. We get we get Hurley and Patino mm-hmm. in a preview of them coaching against each other next year in the Big East. Exactly. Yep. The yeah the the, the Rick Patino thing. It's amazing how that's all of a sudden too starting to get a lot of conversation now. All of a sudden the the story about Alabama. It's like where were you guys a couple of weeks ago when this was being talked about? And they're like, hey. More Alabama moves on, this thing will get bigger and bigger. It'll become global. It's like hmm, it's they're, the be- they're the best team. In the they're, the, they're the best team in college basketball. They are. And 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 for anybody that wants to say, eh, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna fall apart. 
Yeah, I don't. They got think some so. resolve. I mean, they, they got all kinds of outside noise. They've been able to block it out. Their run through Nashville, they were salty. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nate Oates, whether he's handled this well or not, Nate Oates can coach basketball. Yep. That's two of the last three years. A football, a dominant football school has made noise in basketball. Two of the last three years, Alabama's won the SEC tournament, and they're the best team in college basketball. And they've got a pretty good path. They've got a, they, got a, they got taken care of as the number one overall seed. So they might be public enemy number one. I'm telling you, you're going to be upset because it doesn't, doesn't bother them. They've no. been able to block it no. all out. They have some resolve, and they also have a really, really good basketball team beyond Brandon Miller. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, I, I don't know if it's, this is a good storyline. This was maybe a, a mess up by the NCAA, but the fact that Houston, who we were talking about, hey, gets the Midwest love. If Auburn were to beat Iowa, Auburn gets Houston in Birmingham in the round of 32. Yeah, how about how that's about, weird? How about Auburn, Alabama getting sent? Well, Alabama, you knew was going to go to Birmingham. Yeah, but how about Iowa, who Franz never in his entire coaching career made a sweet sweet sixteen? Iowa's got to play Auburn in Birmingham. Yeah, and now is what a one point underdog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but even doing and, doing the, the overall number two, number one seed that way, Houston with a potential round of thirty two matchup against Auburn in Birmingham. Like that's not doing a one seed any favors. We know Bruce doesn't like to get smashed, so <laughs> I, I'm I know Marcus Sasser didn't play yesterday, and it was pretty apparent against Memphis, and they were already in, and they were, you know, a secure number one. I, I'm I'm still sticking with Houston. I'm still I'm still sticking with the storyline of Houston in their hometown cutting down the nets and the alma mater. Do it, Jim, for Jim Nance. Nance. Yep, Jim Nance in his final Final Four, calling his alma mater winning a national championship. He might get a little emotional if that were to happen. Right off in that golf cart into the sunset. Well, it will not be Over easy. Augusta. It will not be easy because of Texas. Yeah. Texas, they looked good, didn't they? Oh, Texas was pretty impressive in Kansas City. And Rodney Terry is. Give him the job already. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. If not, someone will. Uh, oh, someone will, yeah. They will. I mean, he, he's definitely proven that he can <laughs> coach. Um but, you know, it's Texas. Texas likes the nice, shiny object mm-hmm. that is uh, out there. Uh, also, uh, last night, unfortunately, not part of uh, March Madness, uh, Omaha Hockey lost to uh, North Dakota, and their season has come to an end. And just great atmosphere all weekend long and a really, really enjoyable hockey team that came up short. I just I can't get over, and everybody dreaded that, oh, it's North Dakota to get to the Frozen Four and uh, – St. Paul, the long stretch of never making the semifinals. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. 3-17 and 17 in the postseason is Omaha hockey. Yeah. And it, this was one of their best opportunities. And just weird third period, and I'll take the blame for it. I, uh, I was walking out with you last night. So it was when Omaha got up 2-1. So I was watching the Oscars and you know the, the stuff post-bracket, and I was watching the hockey game as well. And they were up 2-1. I thought, you know what, I'll walk across the street. Yeah. Oh. I walked in the building and Omaha never scored again. That's Thanks something lot, that man. would happen to me. Thanks a lot, Sharpie. Yeah. Yeah. There, it, but it, I was not responsible for the officiating last night. There was <laughs> that thing. And I, I, one guy in particular, Dan Drager, I, I just, he's a great dude. I think he, I think he's a good official. They just, yeah, there was a lot that, that was going on last night. And, and, you know, you bring up the, the postseason thing. And I think the logic is at some point, like, it's just got to happen, right? At some point, you're just going to finally win one of those series and make it. 
and yeah, you play the the percentages there. There was a moment in that game, the two moments, one where I thought, okay, this might be their night, where they kill off a five-on-three early, and North Dakota, for anybody who follows college hockey, has the nation's best power play. They kill off a five-on-three, and then within a matter of seconds go down and score. You're thinking, wow, this is going to be their night. Then they're up yeah. two to one, and they give up a shorthander. Then you're thinking, oh, God, here we go again. Yeah, so that, it was just awful. That was the difference to me was it the was. goal at the end of the second period. So you're going into the room tied 2-2. Mm-hmm. And in the third period, Omaha never never got anything sustained. No. And then those, I mean, bam, 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 three goals in about two minutes and mm-hmm. just sucked the life out of a building, yeah. which was super loud last night. Well, I know I know it wasn't the the amount amount of people that were in there on Friday and Saturday, but that building was rolling yeah. last night, and it was loud. And they just those three goals just sucked the air out, and mm-hmm. it looks five two looks a lot worse. But man, I, that's a that is a crazy record to go another year without making it to the conference Frozen Four. Yeah, and it and it was there for the taking. The league was down a little bit this year. That North Dakota team was young. Yep, and Duluth is young. And those are usually two of the teams that occupy the top four. But I give credit to Gabs. This was a this was a roller coaster season that they kept their head above water and they made a lot of progress. And now they'll go into the off season with you got the taste of playing at home in the postseason mm-hmm. and what that is like. Yep. And that and the and the connection to the crowd is you know who do you keep? Who do you get in the portal? Right. You know. And I think another big thing with Omaha hockey is who do you hire to be next to you on the bench? Yeah. Because they have an assistant coach opening, I think you have to hire somebody with a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. I, I I know they have they're very fond of their director of hockey operations, and he'll probably get promoted. I think he needs some experience to go with Gabinet on that bench. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And the 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 point about the NCHC too, it, it's spot on. And and you know with with Denver, they're not going anywhere. And and just like what we're going to be talking about Nebraska hoops and, and anybody else who is no longer involved in the postseason or the NCAA tournament. I know a lot of people don't pay attention to the hockey offseason except for a lot of hockey heads out there. But, I mean, the, the portal is it's impactful for hockey right now, too. And, you know, with a lot of the good that came out of, of this roster, it's a very young roster, one of the youngest in all of college hockey right now. You've got a freshman goalie who who turned into a dude in the, the second half of the season in Simon Lekosi. Absolutely. You know, what's, what's his growth? Um, are you able to keep that young core uh, together? Or, you know, because as we always talk about the, the – the portal giveth and taketh away. You, can you retain those that young core while maybe adding some key spots with some experience? You know, guy that they said goodbye to last night, Johnny Tyconic, who came from North Dakota. He was a big integral yeah. part. Jake Kaharski, who was also a transfer, who helped really kind of hold down the goalie position while uh, let Cozy sort of was able to settle in. Like those were important additions, but can you keep those young guys? Because if you're able to retain that roster, I think they're going to like what they have going forward. But that's that's the big question in the offseason too. Not only what you can get, but who do you keep around? Uh we'll take your thoughts. We'll talk about the weekend. What a great sports weekend for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh especially ugly if uh you did not adjust your clocks. <laughs> especially ugly if you don't like daylight. Oh, how fabulous. Yesterday at 6 o'clock, and it is light outside. Oh, that warmed the cockles. Mm-hmm. Uh, 951-1620. I would always get into the conversation. Uh, you can always email us into the Equitable Bank inbox, Gary at 1620thezone.com, Hanley at 1620thezone.com, or on the JTEC Construction Zone Twitter feed at GarySharp1620. 
Nick at 1620 as well. Off and running a little bit later. Tim Kruger will join us. He's a bracketologist. I think there are three professions in this country in which you can be wrong a lot and still do your job. Baseball players. Mm-hmm. You know, you if, if you fail seven times out of ten, it's not bad. Not bad. Yep. You're hitting three hundred. Uh, meteorologists. Yep. No one. No one ever puts. That. No one ever puts a scorecard up next to when the meteorologist comes on your television. Except for set. Twitter. Except for Twitter. I still think they should do that. I'd like to see that. Where, Averages on the where, season. Where Bill was right, where Bill was wrong. Have the tail of the tape. Uh, and then bracketologists. Mm-hmm. I think Tim Kruger did really well. But man, the Joe Lenardi's of the world might be overexposed. Mm-hmm. Like like yeah. Joe Lenardi and his use on ESPN. I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out who had a, a worse day yesterday. Joe Lenardi or Seth Davis and the CBS crew. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that thought that was pretty bad. I mean, when the graphics started getting screwed up, and that was just kind of the tip of the iceberg. It was like, I mean, it, using ugh. using Seth Davis logic, the CHI Health Center is in Council Bluffs. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a bad show. And usually it's good. Like it. Well, it the exception and, with the TNT live studio audience one when they did it that one year, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Nothing will ever top that. Where they had the pizza and they had the live studio. It's like, oh, that was awful. Yeah, I mean, when you you made Ernie Johnson look uncomfortable, and that doesn't happen a lot. I mean, it works with Shaq and Charles. All we want with reveal shows is something quick. Get us yes. the bracket. Get us the schedule. Right. We want with our award shows. Make it normal. Give me a little funny. Don't try and go four hours. Thought the Oscars did that last night, as usual. But yesterday, CBS like they just struggled. Like Greg Gumble struggled. They had. On, on one reveal, they had the wrong teams up mm-hmm. there. And I know they have about 15 to 30 minutes. They get the bracket before everybody else, and so they build all the graphics. But they were just off. I mean, we had the Texas Froghorns. Yes, those <laughs> so, Froghorns. So for for people that are going out to <laughs> Denver, that. make sure you cheer for the Froghorns. <laughs> or is that the team that's going to be in Des Moines? I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. But usually that's like Clark Kellogg and... Seth Davis and Greg Gumbel, they're usually pretty spot on. Yeah. And it's like they struggled yesterday. And it just, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. All right, 632, off and running. Madness is here. We have brackets. Again, Creighton and North Carolina State play on Friday. Uh, just the quick glance of the bracket. Television Thursday, greater than television Friday. Mm-hmm. Yes, can't wait. Opening day of the NCAA tournament is loaded. Yep. Thursday's going to be a good, good day. And don't forget... Not only here at the Creighton game here on The Zone, but we've got all of the NCAA tournament coverage leading up to the Final Four in uh, Houston. Creighton goes on Friday afternoon. We'll have lots on that as we work our way through the week. It's Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. Nick, Jimmy, and Gary all in here to kick off another week on The Zone.